everyone. Welcome to this podcast series on God's love. My name is Emily, and I'll be talking throughout this series about various aspects of God's love, kind of diving into those topics in detail, talking about how they apply to us a little bit in our lives today. You know, if you're anything like me, then you might think, you know, the topic of God's love is uh, a little bit maybe simple, sounds a little bit simple. But, you know, that's what I thought at first when I kind of decided to take on this topic. But, you know, I really wasn't sure. (laughs) And I really didn't want to do it for many reasons. But God asked me to, so you can't say no to him. Um, I guess I do feel unqualified, if you will, to take on this topic and to talk about it. Um, And I'll talk a little bit more about that in detail in one of these episodes. I'm not a pastor or an evangelist or some, you know, great biblical scholar. Uh, You know, I'm just a regular human being. and And I guess maybe that's a little bit more of a reason to be qualified. But again, you know, I will say I'm a I'm a Christian and I'm very proud to be a Christian. I grew up in a Christian home. Uh, you know, I I've been a Christian most of my life. I have an immediate and extended family of active Christians that helped to develop me in my spirituality. And I'm extremely grateful to have had that. But you know, it was interesting when God and I were having the initial conversation about doing this series. You know, because I was like, well, how much is there really to talk about? You know, <laughs> how am I supposed to do a whole podcast series on this topic? And um, oh, by the way, I've never done a podcast before in my whole life. So like, how am I supposed to do that? You know, but okay, no problem. God, I got this. Um, you know, I probably, in all honesty, should have just trained for a marathon or like tried out for some Broadway play or <laughs> the Navy SEALs. (laughs) I'm just saying that it probably would have been easier than trying to put together a podcast. Um, And if you know me at all, you would have known that I have no endurance whatsoever. (laughs) and I can't sing or dance. So (laughs) you would have known that this is really hard and was definitely a challenge because I would have never made it in the Broadway or the Navy SEALs. I can just tell you right now and and cannot run a marathon. Um, but I, I will say that, um, you know, God showed out. He always does. You know, once I started, um, you know, working on, on this content, once I started trying to do any kind of podcast, anything, you know, he started to send me resources that I didn't expect. You know, he gave me wisdom and strength to help get me, get me through this. And I, I'm just so glad that I did it and that I tried, um, and I really hope that you enjoy the series. I, you know, I hope you learn some things that, like I did along the way. You know, I hope I hope you find encouragement and maybe some pushing or or nagging, even to kind of get you through life's journey. But whatever you find, I just hope you know that God loves you, and and that's what I hope you know constantly. And I hope I can remind you of that. I hope I can remind you that God is love and that He loves each of us and all of us. And that he so desperately wants to have a relationship with each one of us individually. So I hope I can remind you of that as well. Now for today's episode, we're going to talk about the definition of love. What is love? As humans, we have a lot of uses for the word love. 
I thought it best to just pull up the dictionary and read a bunch of them out. So, you know, here's what Merriam-Webster's version of the dictionary has to say for the word love. There are 13 uses. So let me read those out loud. Number one, a strong affection for another arising out of kinship or personal ties, such as maternal love for a child. Two, an attraction based on sexual desire, affection, and tenderness felt by lovers, such as after all these years, they are still very much in love. Three, an affection based on admiration or benevolence or common interests, such as love for his schoolmates. Four, an assurance of affection, such as give her my love. Five, a warm attachment, enthusiasm, or devotion, such as the love of the sea. Six, a beloved person, a darling, often used as a term of endearment. Seven, unselfish, loyal, and benevolent concern for the good of another, such as the fatherly fatherly concern of God. Eight, a person's adoration of God. Nine, a God, such as Cupid or Eros. Ten, an amorous episode, such as love affair. Eleven, the sexual embrace or copulation. Twelve, a score of zero, as in tennis. Thirteen, God, just God. G-O-D, capital letters, one word. (laughs) I did think that was pretty cool that God was listed as a definition for the word love. So just a side note there, calling it out. So now, you know, I want to pull out my handy dandy Bible and read what the spiritual reference is for love. You know, for the purpose of the podcast series, um, I just want to, you know, note that I'm going to use my NLT Bible as it's, you know, the most modern translation I have. But I do use three different translations in my research, which are King James, NIV, and NLT. So um, I just felt like NLT is a more modern uh, translation for the purposes of podcasts. So I just want to point that out up front. So I'm going to read um, from 1 John chapter 4, verses 7 and 8. Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God, because God is love. And then jumping down to verse 16, same chapter, chapter 4, it also reads, And so we know and rely on the love God has for us. God is love. Whoever lives in love lives in God and God in them. So, you know, as you can hear, there's a bit more that we as humans have defined the word love than the Bible defined as love. In scripture, you know, love is pretty simple. God is love. We like to overcomplicate things or overdefine things here in the world. I mean, there are 13 definitions of the word love in the dictionary. You know, granted, in the English language, we make things a bit difficult as it is, but 13 definitions is a bit much in my opinion. But when it comes to love, you know, spiritually, it equates to God and, you know, God equates to love. And listen, you know, God's love isn't like the love we as humans know. You know, His love is not based on attraction or attachment or affection or adoration. It's not a love of convenience or ego or, or condition where if, you know, the other person adds value to our life or pleases us, then we love them. And when that love stops, then our love for them stops. Like, that's not how God's love works. His, God's love just always works. You know, there's no on and off switch. You know, God is God's love is not something He chooses to give or or 
or to do. He, he just is love. It's, it's who he is. It's, it's not something he does or gives. It's something he is. You know, love motivates everything about God. Love motivates all of his actions and his thinkings and his desires and his creations. It is who he is. And that's something that we as sinful creatures have a hard time being able to understand because God is love and love motivates everything for him. You know, he isn't motivated by anything evil or negative or bad or really even neutral. Like some of us think that, you know, God is this bad guy or awful condemning God, but God is love. He isn't bad. What God did was create us all in his image and his likeness. And that image and likeness included moral freedom, which means, you know, we have the freedom of choice to accept or reject God's love. And this is Satan's world, people. (laughs) You know, God loves every creation in it. He doesn't want to see anything or anyone hurt or doomed. He doesn't. He created everything in love. So it hurts him to see what Satan and evil and sin has done and is doing to his creations. But he allows freedom of choice. I mean, you know, he allows the human consequences of sin to take place. He allows us to fail so we can learn and grow. He is a great father who loves us all. Okay, so now let's talk about how we can help ourselves a bit because we all have, you know, these issues and problems and troubles and, you know, complications, you know, loss, heartbreak, sadness, (laughs) all this stuff coming at us, um, you know, that influence our concept of love. Um, And, you know, these experiences, they taint us, you know, they, they jade us and they build up these walls around our hearts and they manipulate our thoughts and they distract us from what we might have once really felt or thought. You know, why is that, by the way? Why is that? Um, well, because love is precious and it's valuable. So if you think about it like that, right? Like, so it it's precious, it's valuable. So when you have something precious and valuable, whether it's, you know, money or or jewelry or a nice car, a, a new home, even your kids, right? Your your children. I mean, those that you like, by the way. Um, do you leave them unattended? You know, do you leave them unlocked? Do you leave them out where like strangers can take them? Again, the kids you like. Um, n- you know, not likely, right? You know, and and you don't let strangers, you know, influence those kids you like um, or enter your home or, or drive your car, you know, you, you don't loan money to them or, or let them wear your jewelry that you like, you know, the good stuff, um, you know, right? So if you're using that analogy and you, you wouldn't, if, you, if you're using that same analogy with love, right, you wouldn't leave love out for just anyone to influence or to take, okay, right? Okay, Emily, well, that doesn't make a lot of sense. Okay, all right, well, follow me here. All right, how are you supposed to guard love and how are you supposed to protect it? I, I, you know, okay. So it does start to make sense if you use the same logic and, and the same definition of God is love, which we just walked through, and you connect it with these other two scripture references, Romans 5.5 and, and Proverbs 4.28. 23. All right. 
So we're going to we're going to go right over there to those. So here's we're going to I'm pulling out Romans 5 5 now in my Bible. So Romans 5 5 says, for we know how dearly God loves us because he has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with his love. All right. And then I'm going to flip over here to Proverbs 4.23. Guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. All right. So now we're going to break that down. <laughs> so Romans 5.5, 5, right? If if we are talking about Romans 5.5 5, and it says here, for we know how dearly God loves us because he has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with his love. All right. Well, so we understand here that um, God, who is love, poured his love, the Holy Spirit, into our hearts. The Holy Spirit, who is part of himself, is given to us, his children, when we accept him and invite him into our hearts, right? We are receiving the Holy Spirit, which is God's love, part of God himself, and God is love. So we, we are receiving not only God himself to live within us, but we are receiving God's perfect love into our hearts as well. So, so basically, when we receive the, the Holy Spirit, we're receiving God and God is love. So we are putting God and love in our hearts when we receive Him, the Holy Spirit, which is God, which is love, into our hearts. Okay, follow me here? All right, then flipping over here to Proverbs 4.23, it says, guard your heart above all, for it determines the course of your life. Okay, right? And we, when we put that together, it reminds us that above all else, we've got to guard our heart. Proverbs, you know, it's a book that's full of guidance and wisdom, right? This verse is an example of that because it says, guard your heart. Um, why, why, by the way, is that guidance and wisdom written down not only in the Bible, but in this specific book of the Bible, you know, Right? So it's it's so that everyone know that it's it carries so much weight for us as readers that we should understand that this guidance is not only important but it's relevant to all of us as Christians across all these years that the scriptures are in existence. I mean, you know, God chose the writers and the words for his scriptures. So there there are no mistakes in it. I mean, it's no coincidences in it either. So, you know, Proverbs 4:23 is telling us exactly what we were meant to know. Guard your heart. Why? For it determines the course of your life. Right? Okay. And I absolutely love the end of that verse. Like, here's why I do. I mean, if God is love and God's love resides in your heart through the Holy Spirit, and you're doing your job to protect your heart from evil persuasion, then based on the end of this verse, your life's course is in God's hands. You know, for someone like me who is a heart person and not so much a head person, this gives me a ton of peace. I mean, I might not know everything, but knowing that God's in control and I can just sit back in the passenger seat and let him drive is pretty relaxing. I mean, don't get me wrong. That doesn't mean that I don't sometimes become some kind of backseat driver or like want to take the wheel, but I have come to a pretty good resting place and I understand that he's got this. And, you know, like we get into this great relationship where we're just like cruising down the road, which is, you know, my life's path, if you will. And we're just listening to tunes and, you know, chatting up a storm. We're just having our road trip snacks, you know. Sometimes I like just take a nap. But 
You know, I get that some of you are he- are more like head people than heart people. And that's probably a bit tougher for you to do. So like the control aspect is harder to give up. And, you know, if you're more of those kind of people who like have to drive everywhere you go, or you're always the trip planner, or you're always the host or hostess, like I get that. God, I have people like that in my family, a lot of them in my family, by the way. Um, you know, but you you really need to let him take control. I mean, it's got to get tiring, folks. Like it has to. I mean, just let him have your heart. Let him take you down the road of your life. You know, he can give you peace. I mean, he can help you understand some of the things that you might not know. Maybe you need help understanding. But, you know, if you're willing to get in that passenger seat and let him drive, you know, and be more willing to listen, you know, have that relationship with him, talk to him, you know, share your bag of Skittles or Pringles, like get to know him and let him know you better. You know, you'll find so much peace. You'll find that the ride is smoother with him as, as you know, if you let him drive and let him take the wheel a little bit, you know, I, and I promise he, it does not care what's on your Spotify playlist. I swear he doesn't. He does not care how dirty your car is. You know, he accepts you how you are. He's not a bad guy. He's not a bad guy. You know, he's actually pretty cool if you get to know him. You know, he's love and he loves you deeply. And, you know, you should let him tell you that. Let him remind you what love is and what it feels like. It's a really great feeling, you know, when you have it. Anyway, I, you know, I hope I hope that I gave you you know, either a refresher on the definition of love or, or maybe a little more insight on it. You know, this is just scratching the surface of the series, but I definitely wanted to start off with defining what love is before we dive deeper into the topic of God's love and, you know, peel back the onion of it a little bit more. I'll share a little bit about myself um, throughout the series and how God's love has impacted me throughout the series as well. You know, God, God's love is something that I struggle with even now, but have definitely struggled with for for a while. So, you know, as I've learned more, and I definitely have not perfected it by any means, but as I've learned more and more, you know, I'm I'm definitely going to be sharing what I've learned over the series, um, you know, and, and I'm excited to share what I've learned. So I'm glad you joined with me today, and I can't wait to share more with you. I also want to remind you um, how much God loves you. That's really important that you know um, how incredibly proud of you he is and how much he wants a constant relationship with you. So, you know, never feel like you've fallen too far or gone too far from him that you can't reach out. He's always there. He's always waiting to hear from you. um, And he is the one constant we can all count on. So in closing... I want to leave you with a passage from Ephesians. It's part of Paul's prayer for the church. It's in Ephesians chapter 3, and it's starting in verse 16. I really think this is a a powerful prayer, but I also think it's a really beautiful prayer. I pray that from His glorious unlimited resources, He will empower you with inner strength through His Spirit. Then Christ will make His home in your hearts as you trust in Him. Your roots will grow deep down into God's love and keep you strong. And may you have the power to understand, as all God's people should, 
how wide, how long, how high, and how deep His love is. May you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to understand fully. Then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. I hope you all have a safe and blessed week. We'll talk again soon. Thanks, everyone.